What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Face the Buzz. Today, we're going to be talking about HBCUs, PWIs, people's views of them, lack of support, so on and so forth. And joining me in this topic for today is none other than my ace coon, Ashton Johnson. How are you today, Ashton? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, but um, I'm yeah, back, guys. You're right. She's back. This was this was actually your topic. You actually sent this topic to me. Why did you want to talk about this topic specifically? Because I love my HBCU. I mean, nothing against PWIs, but I just feel like they're really frowned upon and they are looked at negatively. And not all of them, but a good majority of them. If it's not one of the bigger prestigious ones, like you know, Morehouse and Howard or things like that. Howard gets a lot of love. Yeah. So I love all HBCUs and I want everybody to understand the importance of them and to know that we're not lame. Like we got some power behind us. So, yeah. Definitely. So I can get with that. I definitely agree with that because HBCUs, I feel like, are often looked at as little brother or little sister to bigger institutions. And I definitely don't think that's the case a lot of times but I think that's the case with it being advertised that way or with it being perceived that way or the notoriety or the acclamations or all these other prestigious honors being given to other schools and they're more so being skipped out on not because we didn't earn them but more so just because we're not as big or as huge so as in any other situation, if you're smaller, you don't get the opportunities that some of the organizations or some of the other bigger schools or bigger organizations get to be a part of. So, yeah, I definitely feel like that. I definitely feel like that. Um, you had a little shout out. Yeah. So speaking of HBCU, shout out to Shaw for their video. They did an 80s video and it was so Dope. Shaw University is located in North Carolina. If you all didn't know, it is one of the HBCUs, and I just love that video. So um, I definitely think you guys should check it out, and it's on YouTube. Who should we go to if we look on YouTube? Uh, Starks Films. Starks it's Films. On Starks Films on the YouTube channel. If you put in Starks Films, then his page will come up. You just click it and go down and over to 80s Music Video. And it'll be over there, or you can go to Face Value and look it up there. Either way, or Face Value on Facebook because Instagram won't let you actually upload the whole video because they only got like this little one minute rule. Y'all know how Instagram works. Y'all ain't crazy. But if you want to actually view the full thing, you can either go on YouTube to Starks Films or go to Face Value um, on Facebook and watch the whole thing. So it's lit. It is pretty cool. I like it. I think... Um, I wanted to be in the video. Like, that would be nice. It looks so fun. Just dressing up and, you know. Yeah. I, I think, like, I think one of my favorite parts of the video was the fact that um, the dances, they brought back all the old school dances. Yeah. And they, they did the cabbage patch. They did dude in the butt. <laughs> they yeah. did some of everything. All them, like, so I thought that was, like, probably my favorite part. And it's just the whole vibe and the whole flow of it was really nice, really well put together by Stark's Film and an alumni of the university who helped record the whole video. So I just thought it was super dope. Um, but now we're about to dive into the discussions. Um, so where did you go? I attended Winston-Salem State University. I graduated in 2015. I absolutely loved my experience at my HBCU. It was nothing like it. Like, I just enjoyed the close-knit community feeling that we had, and I just love like, being around my own kind and my people. What about you, Lester? I went to North Carolina Central University. Excuse me, the North Carolina Central University. The Don't best do university. That. The best university. Don't do that. The best university. Don't do that. <laughs> my family. The best university. Part. In all of the land, not just HBCU-wise. The best university that this, uh, this world has ever seen, quite frankly. That's how I feel about it. You're but going the, too far. <laughs> I asked, we asked. Second you. fiddle to who? No. Second fiddle to not who? Not you, boo. Second fiddle to who? Not but you. 
That's really how I feel. That, and that's some of the pride that comes along with HBCUs. If you don't have that pride when you attend an HBCU, I don't know what's wrong with you. If you go to any school, really, and you don't have a sense of pride, then I feel like you had a horrible experience at your school in general. Now, I can come for his neck and talk about Central, but don't you come for uh, No, no outsiders come for our necks. Because yeah, we all defend true. each other. That is very true. We when, all defend each when other. When talking about HBCUs, if you go to a PWI and you fix your mouth to come at an HBCU, there, we're gonna there's, read a price, you. there's a price to play. We're, we're going to get the receipts. We're going to read you. We're going to hand you your whole life. <laughs> okay? Don't try it. I've seen this so many times. I mean... It's more of a thing of kind of like a club. Not that you're not worthy of being in the club. It's just that you chose not to be in the club. And you don't know. And you don't know. And I feel like one of the things that people say oftentimes that I cannot really relate to ever is that I had an HBCU experience at a PWI. I feel like that is one of the most insane statements that you can make. Because I don't think think that you can have HBCU experience at a PWI. Just like I don't believe you can have a PWI experience at, at an HBCU. HBCU. I just don't feel like that's the case. You you have an HBCU experience at an HBCU. You have a PWI experience at a PWI. And before we go any further, I attended both. So I did get both sides. So I'm not being biased. I did get both sides. And my love still is greater for my HBCU. Am I thankful for the PWI for giving me my other degree? Yes, I am. But my love is still great for my HBCU. Exactly. So talking about that kind of, what was your HBCU to you? Like, what did it mean to you while you were there? Or even since you left also? It was home away from home. Like, it was home away from home. I never felt like I couldn't talk to anybody about anything, like, even from professors to faculty and staff. They were supportive. Um, They always, they never gave out that vibe that I don't want to help you or you find the answer on your own. If you have a question, they answer it. If you have a concern, they help you. And I feel like you gain so many mentors and partnerships on an HBCU campus, um, especially amongst your own culture, that may be harder for you to build um, at a PWI if you are uh, an African-American. So my HBCU was home to me. It was, gosh, some of everything. Like I had some of my best times in college at Winston-Salem State University and I would not change it. Like I look forward to going back every year for homecoming and it's just an enriching experience. Like, and I really just, I just feel like it's one of those things that you have to experience for yourself to truly understand and be able to appreciate HBCU. Um, what was yours to you? Uh, to me, it was very, it was like a culture shock, to be honest. But it was a culture shock that I loved because I went to a predominantly white high school and predominantly white middle school, private school and elementary in private school all the way up until pretty much I got to middle school where I started going to public school a little bit more. So I've been surrounded by not just white people. I mean, it's just not white people that go to private schools or anything like that. Don't get me confused, but it's more of a white atmosphere, if that makes sense. It's definitely more of a, um, family-oriented atmosphere when I went to an HBCU versus just coming from high school to an HBCU, I was just like, oh my God, this this is really this is real. fun. <laughs> and then what I saw when I got there, I was like, oh my God. Like there was maybe, um, maybe 70, 80 black people in my graduating class, maybe. Wow. 80, 90, maybe 100? I'd say mine was half and half. I, I, yeah, I don't, mine was not half and half at all. Yeah, so I I'd say, say mine that. was maybe half and so, half. So, um, even then, it was just like, oh my God, all these educated black people. They're, we have fun and we party. And then it's like when you get there and you see all these opportunities that, like, 
kind of empower you and mold you and shape you into the person that you are. And by this, I mean, like, you can be on the royal court. You could be in the student senate. You can be in all of these organizations that give you the opportunity to, to mold and shape you into um, who it is that you really want to become. And I think that that's awesome as well because it, it gives you a push to want to do better and to branch out and to change and be better, if that makes sense. It's just, I don't know. It makes perfect sense yeah. to me. I mean, speaking of like how they help us grow, I don't believe that I would be the person that I am today had I gone to a PWI. I really don't feel like I would have learned the things that I learned. Um, obviously wouldn't have met the people that I met. And me! Whatever. Yeah, I, I, I definitely wouldn't have met you if I went to a PWI. But just some of the experiences that I had at the HBCU can't even be replicated at a PWI. And I know that for a fact. So it was just, it was really fun. It was really awesome to just kind of, you know, be in the midst of black people, one. And two, not really seeing a whole boatload of black people achieving great things while in high school or not being exposed to that type of thing. Um, I didn't think we were dumb people to begin with, but now I actually got to see this and believe it. And it'll change your heart. It'll change your mindset. It'll change your whole outlook upon life when you actually see black people doing great things rather than, you know, reading an article here or two, you know, an article or two here and an article or two there about, oh, this person did this or this person did that. But instead, you get to experience, you get to meet that person, you get to pick their brain because there's not like your campus is so huge that nobody can reach anybody. It's like that little mustard seed. Like it just gives you the boost to be like, okay, I can do this and I can be that person. And I've actually learned that some um, some great people have come from, some great products have come from HBCUs, like in spite of what people say. And I mean, I'm not saying you can't be great if you don't go to HBCU, but this podcast is really like basically to just enlighten people and shed positive light among HBCUs. Not that it's a whole bunch of negativity, but I want you guys to know that like, we're still great individuals as well. Absolutely. Lynn, just some of the people that I can think of. Uh, they graduated from HBCUs. Ken Fields, Stephen A. Butterfield, Smith, Stephen A. Smith on ESPN, uh, Felicia Richard, the, the queen of like the black race almost. <laughs> yeah, right. she's like there's like Beyonce and there's like Felicia Richard. Those two are What's, like the pinnacles. Uh, at your school, <laughs> um, you had his class. Oh, Ninth Wonder. Yeah, Ninth the Wonder. Ninth Wonder. Yeah, he went to an HBCU. Uh, even with him coming back and teaching at his HBCU, which is North Carolina State University, which is the best university in all the land, <laughs> it's just. Um, and Central has a phenomenal law school program. Like, yeah, it is like one of the best in the country. In the country, so I mean, you have all these phenomenal programs and things that are in this culture and in this environment and in this community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, one of the things that I feel like honestly really helped out of law school was G.K. Butterfield and how he, when he graduated, he, you know, he's knocking down doors and doing this and doing that. So it kind of comes with, okay, you got your degree, but what opportunities are you given with that degree? Or what are you actually doing with that degree? And I feel like with our degrees, not that we're doing more than PWI schools, but I feel like we definitely maximize our degrees when we're coming from HBCU because we're taught in school that um, pretty much nothing's going to be handed to you. And I, I don't think that's not echoed in any HBCU, definitely. More so because we're black and because we have to, you know, fight a little harder. You've heard you've heard the saying before that when you're black, um, you got to be twice as good as the next person just to get the same oh, opportunity. that scandal quote, boy. That, I mean, you gotta be, when you're, oh yeah, that was on scandal. That it definitely scandal. was. Scandal. <laughs> Papa Pope said it best. And, and, it's, and it's a fact. You really do have to be twice as good when you're black and going into other fields of work or, or other fields of study. You have to be twice as good. So, 
This is true. I mean, that's that's very true, and just that that to me is one of the great things about going to HBCU. But that might be a great thing about going to HBCU. But there's also a lot of controversy about going to an HBCU. I've had friends, like, um, I, I don't remember who it was, but I was talking to someone, and they told me that their parent literally did not want them to go to HBCU because they felt like um, their talent wouldn't be, like, shown to the greatest, and they felt like they would have a harder time whenever they graduated and when it came time to get a job, and that's not true. Like, it's all in how you build your resume and yourself while you're there. Like... You could easily go to a PWI, but if you didn't do anything at the school or if you didn't build your name or if you didn't build a name for yourself and you weren't, like, stepping out to try to do things, that could go either way. Like, you know, and one thing that I do know in our community, um, we support one another. So we try to help HBCUs, I feel like, help their individuals find careers or start their careers. Um, and I can't say that that's the same at PWIs because, I, I mean, I went there, but I didn't get the full four-year experience at the PWI. But I just feel like that's not the case. Like, I don't feel like you're not going to get a job just because you went to an HBCU. Like, I definitely feel like that's a knock against us. What do you think? Yeah, because even in the job market today, you can have a, <laughs> you can have a degree from anywhere. And the bottom line is you're not getting a job that you want. So that that knock to me is inaccurate. It's just, it just doesn't it just doesn't hold weight with me because the job market is what it is. I think it has very little to do with what your degree is in. And like you said also, it also has to do with what you involve yourself in and what you get out there and do. Because if you're not doing nothing, um, when you turn in that resume and it only got that you got your degree. From this major league institution yeah. Congratulations. That's what it. else did you do? What like, else did you do? <laughs> you attended. You had the name, <laughs> but what else did you do? Yeah, so I think even with um, HBCUs, you have to worry about the fact that you are making sure that you get yourself involved. And if you don't go to HBCU and you go to a PWI, you have to also make sure that you get yourself involved because the more you get involved and the more you do and the more you excel, that's where the exposure comes. It's not because you went to a big school. You can go to a big school and do absolutely nothing with your degree. So the same thing applies when you go to HBCU. I don't think they're different. I don't think they're on two totally separate levels. I think they're actually the same playing field. If you go to a school, apply yourself, and join organizations and that are about what you are about, then you'll get the exposure and you'll get so many more opportunities than if you just go to class, do your work, go home. You can have a 4.0 and get all get accepted into the honor societies and all that good stuff. But other than that, people can look at your resume and say, okay, you just, you just got the numbers here. I mean, That's if it. I'm hiring somebody and I got two people, one that attended the HBCU and one that attended the PWI or vice versa, like, if you attended the PWI and you did 50 billion things and you look great on paper, but you attended HBCU and didn't do anything, I'm going to take the person who did more stuff with more credentials, and that's vice versa. If you go to a PWI and you do absolutely nothing and you just existed there, I'm not taking that person. I'm taking the person with the credentials and the person who was more involved. That goes either way. So mm-hmm. I just feel like for them to say that they didn't feel like their child was going to be able to, like, um, blossom and succeed as well once they graduated from HBCU. I felt like that was a knock against us. But yeah. it's real. Like, I've heard it. Definitely. So <clears throat> I feel like it's also a thing of we're supposed to be second fiddle to these other schools. And I don't, I just don't, I don't agree with that mainly because uh, in my life, I don't like to be second fiddle to anybody. So <laughs> that's part of the reason. But another reason is because I don't think the school determines every single thing. Like we were just talking about, you getting involved, the individual determines more than the actual school does. You go to the school, it's the same system. Like, I mean, to be honest, there's HBCUs in the UNC system. So 
why are they why is it looked down or frowned upon if you go to HBCU versus UNC if you're in the same exact system you got to take the same exact courses to get the same exact degrees that does not make sense but that one is frowned upon definitely when the systems are the same that 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 does not make any kind of sense to me in the world but I mean I'll definitely just say that um doubling down your degrees at HBCUs also is one thing that's really frowned upon which I, I I've also heard people say that oh you know as a graduate if you go to an undergraduate um school and it's HBCU then you might not want to go to HBCU never do that you shouldn't do that uh, uh, HBCU so you shouldn't go and get your undergrad and your masters or even if you go on and get your doctorates and you know that situation that you shouldn't you know you should kind of mix it up just because you want a little bit more juice on your credibility because you went to a HBCU and undergrad twice it makes it look easy yeah like it makes your journey look easy it makes it look like oh you did it and you're mediocre and you went back to that same school to skate through and you're mediocre well honey I did both of them and <laughs> I feel like I rocked my grad school program because of what I got at my HBCU so um I mean, it's different strokes for different folks, but there are some tedious programs at HBCUs. And, like, I feel like people don't understand that either. Like, um, we're going to get down to this later, but, like, yeah, we'll get down to that part later. But um, the education portion of it. But, I mean, it's different strokes for different folks. And I did go, like I said, I did get the second version in the PWI, but, I mean... Because of what I learned at Winston-Salem State, I was able to go above and beyond in my grad school program. Like, you couldn't tell me that I didn't know how to write a paper because I knew what I was doing. I had this bomb professor. You couldn't tell me I didn't know what I was doing. Like, I knew how to write A-plus papers. And that's all because of what I got there because of the extra help that was poured into us at our HBCU, like writing centers and things like that. Mm -hmm. So that's... Yeah, definitely. All because so, of I, that. I also feel like I actually, I actually like to learn at an HBCU, which is uh, something that I can't say I did in high school. I, I didn't like attending high school. It was, I just liked the sports. That was just about it. But when I came to an HBCU, I got to see professors that looked like me and that could relate to me. It was a totally different experience. I had a lot more fun learning. I had a lot more fun understanding. When I got to go to um, classes that talked about my history. Learning the sudden, real history. The, yeah, the real history. I mean, even definitely definitely at my high school, the only thing we did every for all four years that I was in high school, we talked about Martin Luther King every four years. We talked about Malcolm X for about 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about the whole four years. We talked about Malcolm X. Rosa Parks. For and Rosa Parks and what she did. She won't even same the first. Sorry to same. burst off bubble. <laughs> but the same history over and over and over again. So everything that you got in year one is the same thing that you got in year four. Over and over. And not even from high school. It starts in middle school because we have history in middle yeah, that's school. that's true too. So, I mean, when I got to college and I took that uh, African-American culture class, I was like, whoa, all of this occurred? Right. Never would have known. And I guess we should pick up a book and read. Right. But that's very true. if that's what you're taught and told, you really think that that's it. But when you get to learning what is what else is under it, like it's mind-blowing. And having someone who looks like you to teach it to you is just a whole nother level. Right. So That's exactly right. And I think that's why I just feel like we as black people attend them because... Well, I attended because, one, I got accepted. That's the first step. Two, <laughs> two, I was like, okay, it's something different. I learned a little bit. You know, I read up a little bit about the school, all the things that they had been involved with, with history, and even in Greensboro, when they had the sit-ins and all that kind of stuff. I kind of learned about those schools, a and and their involvement. So I was like, okay. This is pretty cool. I get to learn a little bit more about me. I get to learn a little bit more about my history and not have it diluted down to the fact of, um, one, even talking about the same subjects or 
not really talking about it at all. I personally like the support I got. And now I mentioned that in the beginning. Like, I felt like it was easy to go talk to my professors and teachers at my HBCU versus when I went to my PWI program. Like, some of them were available, but it's not like I felt like it wasn't, like, as friendly. I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to explain it. It wasn't as open. Yeah, it wasn't as open. Open, Like, the open Like, I've policy. had times that I would email a professor, and I didn't get a response. I've emailed you multiple times, <laughs> and I didn't get a response until, like, the day or two days before the assignment was due. And I'm like, where were you when I emailed you two weeks ago or a week ago? And they're like, oh, yeah, I had my mail filtered on such and such. That's not acceptable in my book. It's not. And I just feel like um, some individuals go above and beyond. And I felt like I got that. And I'm not asking anybody to beg me. But if I feel like I need help, I feel like I should be able to talk to you as a teacher or a professor. Exactly. And I I definitely agree with everything you just said. But um, I don't know. It's just as black people, I also kind of feel like you don't have to attend an HBCU just because you're black. You do not. But, I mean, I, I would never bash people for going to get a higher education. I'm just not. As I've seen people do that. That ain't me. I would never do that. But attending an HBCU, you kind of grow as a person, and the school helps you grow as a person. Versus at PWI, you're just a member. Here are your classes. Here are your books. That's do it. what you got to do and get out. Show up and get out. HBCUs, you're kind of molded. You get to be molded into the... Uh, you get to be molded and you also kind of mold yourself into the person that you want to become. If you want to be a leader, there are going to be endless people that will help you to become a leader. If you are going to be a person that just sits there, you don't need no help to do that. You'll just be sitting there and they'll like they'll they'll let you sit there and any school will let you sit there and not really achieve anything. And I also feel like some of the basic core classes like I took at um, Winston also helped to make me a better person. I'm not sure if they have. Um, did you have like a speech course at your? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like stuff like that is already automatically built to make you be better. And I mean, I'm not going to I don't know if they have that at. PWIs, but I know I took a, a whole speech class. Like the speech class is built around us being able to write speeches mm-hmm. about things impromptu, or we could take it home and research it and make a coherent speech. Mm-hmm. So that automatically builds to your, you know, your stamina and who you are as a person. Right, and I also had to take a what was it, an arts class, which it wasn't about just physically drawing art. It was talking about different arts, as in music dance and all of the other you know the arts as in performance and all of that stuff and upon those we also learned about you know different music music influence how they had you know hip-hop i took the hip-hop class with ninth but even how that shaped a lot of history and shaped a lot of politics because of hip-hop music um and so many other things like uh the african-american jazz that's when i learned that jazz is mainly and majority or majority um african-american music i learned about rock and roll rock and roll music was more african-american than it was more so anything else i didn't learn any of this i didn't know any of this before i took that course so i'm, I'm sitting in the class like my mind is blown i'm just <laughs> like what, what is nobody told me this isn't even a fact so then i had to go dig it myself like i had to go look more into it i'm just like wow like Jimi Hendrix is so big for that reason. I'm just, it's, it's crazy the stuff that I found in, like you said, the introductory courses. Not even, I mean, potatoes. There was one course that I never got to take, and I really wanted to take that class. <laughs> but he was, um, his name was Dr. Livingston. He had a class with um, at Central, and he's a great teacher. And it's an African-American studies, a psychology teacher. African-American studies and African-American behavior. Even with the class that I took with him, he talked about some of the fragileness in the black community and black men and everything else. So just courses like that, you don't get that. You don't get courses like that all the time at a PWI because they're not offered at all PWIs. You might have a standout professor 
that teaches that kind of stuff in PWIs, but they're not everywhere. That's that's a rarity. That's like a piece of gold when you find it at a PWI because it's just not there. It's just not offered. So that was one of my favorite things. That was one of my favorite things that I did there. And um, there's, there's like a lack of support. Really, there's a lack of support. Honestly, from one side that I would say there's a lack of support is from students and alumni giving back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would give back. You definitely got to give back to your HBCU Listen, if you graduate. I, if anybody asked me today where I got my first degree from, I proudly always say Winston-Salem State University. And one thing, I worked as a student caller in an alumni center. And one thing that burns me up is when we act like that school did not give us our first credentials. You got your degree there. So what? You had a few bad experiences. Let me be the first to tell you that we are not the only school that has issues and the financial aid department or other departments. We're not the only school. You'll go find them everywhere. It burns me up when our people will not give back to their HBCUs. We don't want them to phase out and they're constantly talking about it, but we can't help if we're not supporting. It's one thing to post on Facebook and Twitter. Okay, great. Got it. But that money, money talks. Like, I'm always going to be proud of where I came from. And, yes, I do give back to my school because it's important because I want it to stick around. And, I mean, the lack of support comes from us. Like, you know, we had people graduating from our nursing program, one of the best nursing programs around as well. Mm-hmm. They don't want to give back because they act like the school is just, oh, like, oh, I'm done with that school. I'm finished. But you got your degree. Are you using your degree? That's true. The answer is yes. So what? You had a few bad days. I'm pretty sure that your good days outweigh the bad days. And if they didn't, I don't know what happened. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'm sorry for you. I don't know what happened. But stop doing that. Like, they pissed you off and you got mad, so I'm not going to give back. That's hurting your school. But I guarantee you, y'all are at homecoming. I guarantee oh, that. Year. You're Acting at homecoming, like you but you can't pride. give back. Yeah, I'm talking to us. Right, the so, African American community. I'm so, talking to us. Definitely so, because even when it comes to that financial aid thing, I've seen that people even go in there with attitudes. Like they come in there hot. Honestly, you come in there hot with me. I'm probably not gonna do all I can to help you, and that's any situation anywhere. If you go into a situation hot, pissed off, and then demanding stuff instead of saying what can I do, where can I go, or any resources that I have, you know. Asking them instead of going in there and coming at them directly, your your issue isn't going to get resolved. Because That's I true. went in there, I went in there, and because I've asked around and asked politely and all this stuff, I've had situations handled in twenty four hours. That's true, but also that is very true what you're saying. You cannot have an attitude, but that goes on both sides. Because sometimes you walk in there, oh, definitely, and so. they're the spine of Satan before you even really. Say what your issue is. Good morning. How are you? That's got to change too. I work at an HBCU. You got to change your attitude. You can't always have an attitude like, we got to do better. We got to do better about supporting our schools like we do. And not just for the fun functions, for the politics and for everything. You got to do better. Definitely. So I even remember uh, not that long ago when they were considering or the idea was floating around and there was a conversation. I don't think there was a bill or anything on it, but there was the idea of North Carolina Central University being called UNCD. I said, as in University of North Carolina, Durham. That got shut down so quick when the alumni saw it. <laughs> that happened <laughs> that to it, us. It really never even hit mainstream Two news. Two summers ago. Yeah, if you, wouldn't, if you wouldn't have been in the community or if you wouldn't have been at the school, you wouldn't even have known about it. That's how quick it got shut down. And because Central has done pretty well when it comes to alumni giving back in recent memory, I think over the last four or five years, we've done really good with people giving back. That got shut down real quick. So that was one of the... um, But even, for example, um, I think... Not Winston-Salem. I think um, Elizabeth City, for example, where they were having a lot of people, you know, trying to get their attendance up or whatnot. And when that bill passed and they were one of the schools targeted in that whole bill, there was a lot of situations where things could have been avoided 
if alumni were giving back. And like she said, money talks. So I don't care if it's ten dollars every right. month. I don't care if it's twenty dollars. Like give because that adds up. Do you know how much money you would have if you looked at all the alumni who ever attended? They gave like ten dollars. If everybody gave ten dollars, do you not like that would that's be a, crazy. that's a crazy you amount would, of money? Exactly, and you wouldn't. Some of these HBCUs can honestly go private, like Morehouse. They have a huge, huge alumni association that gives back or the amount of money that they get based off of donations from their alumni is huge that's why they're able to be private doesn't mean the white people can't attend because they're a private hbcu it just means they get to make their own rules they get to govern their own policies and you can't touch them that's what a public that's what a private school gets to do and can't touch them. honestly right <laughs> i honestly think that if more alumni would give back, I think that would be a common trend among HBCUs going from the public system to the private system. Like we private now what? Mm. Right. And you you get to set your own policies. And I mean being with the public system, you still you know, you get the grants and all that stuff as you would with a private school. But with the private school, it's a little bit more prestigious and you also get to set your own rules, um, and do things your own way. Which being dependent on the government at times and depending on them to give you money, um, just say in the case of a you know government funding, Trump tried to cut funding for HBCUs. That funding will be cut, but if your alumni are giving back, you won't really feel the blow as much as if you're depending fully on. For five dollars a month, right? You know? Every alumni gave from 1970 to now. Oh, we be rolling. That's true. I mean, even just think about what say like a graduating. Year? I'm gonna do the math right now. A graduating every class year. of five people. A gra- I'm not five people. Five, five people. Um, Whoa, now. Hey, that was not a we y'all might our, y'all might need numbers. to shut y'all doors. We get y'all, our numbers now. Hold on. <laughs> y'all only graduating five. Y'all that y'all might need to shut y'all doors. But say there's a graduation class of three hundred people. Uh, if all of those people gave five, that'd be fifteen hundred dollars. But that's just one class. That's just one class. Think and about just, every class doing that and every year. That's just five dollars one time. Every giving year. So if you did that over the course of twelve months, I don't know if I'm doing this right. So if everybody did that, that's eighteen thousand dollars. Five dollars a month. Five dollars a month for eighteen thousand dollars. So say, I so mean, that's eighteen thousand. Subtract like nineteen seventy from two thousand and seventeen. That's crazy. You don't have to depend on anybody else. You have nothing. Y'all making me hot. Think about this now. <laughs> Get back to your university. Like, you really don't have to depend on anybody else. And that's one of the biggest things I feel like we as HBCUs have to overcome is the fact that we need to give back to our HBCUs before situations occur where they're trying to change the name or change certain policies that you don't agree with. Because if we gave back, we wouldn't have to worry about that. And we we deal with it internally. And then we, we want to be fired up. Yeah. It's the wrong time to be fired up. Fire up for him now. It becomes a little too late. I mean, it's like, honestly, it's like you got your back turned to the whole situation until it became relevant to you and your heart's desires, pretty much. Like, oh, it's horrible. Right. It's horrible. It becomes a thing. And so you just got to get to the point to where, okay, look, I'm going to give $5 to my HBCU. $5 a month. That's, that's a cookout tray. That's a cookout tray. I measure only life. One. I measure life by cookout, cookout trays. trays. So five dollars a month ain't nothing. That's like, just you one can cookout do that. tray. I posted you're like seven or eight. You can find some change in the car and donate five dollars a month. Shoot a dollar. A dollar. You can you can do something. And that's the thing. The that little I feel every like little we bit have counts. to focus on. Every little bit counts. Definitely when it becomes an attack on HBCUs. Because we can look internally to get help instead of externally. I think that becomes one of the biggest things when you have to depend on someone else versus internal situations where you can just help build one another. That, that That's all I'm saying. Just, just do that. Just do that. Just see if you can find it in yourself to do a couple dollars a month. That's it. That's all I'm asking. But the final thing. That was deep. Yeah. That was Oof. a lot. That was a sermon. But the final thing is, like, 
why are we frowned upon? Like, I've heard people say we have a watered-down education, and that's not true. I know people from prestigious, <laughs> prestigious institutions who don't know how to format their paper the right way. And they asked me what I was doing, but I'm like, this is how you write this paper. This is the guidelines for APA. Why don't you know how to do that? That's the problem to me. Like, that's the problem. Like, we don't have a watered-down education, and it's not easy. Shh. <laughs> Honestly, I took some of my harder tests in undergrad than I did in grad school. And I told someone not too recently ago that I felt like it was easier in grad school for me. A little more intense, yes. But the assignments, I was like, Shh, I know how to do this. Right. I did this thing undergrad. I remember you telling me that, and I was just like, I'm not even in a like English major or a major where I have to write a whole bunch of papers. But that's common knowledge, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> I but thought. I got looked at like I was crazy because I was the one that came from a smaller institution, so I didn't know what I was talking about or I didn't know what I was doing. But that I didn't know what I was doing. That little black school. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling anybody in our cohort, they knew. It was three of us that came from Winston-Salem State University. We were proud, and we were loud every time. We're not denying our school. They made us. As if they like try to pacify us or just baby us and say, oh, take your degree, now get into the world. And that's you not go. how it works. It is really I've not. actually heard some stuff, some, some stories from PWIs of them pacifying athletes and stuff. Oh. Just to pass them through. Definitely. What's that about? Jesus Christ. And, and I know for a fact, uh, at Central, North Carolina Central University, the, the best HBCU in all the land. I feel like those two go together, so I got to say it every time. But <laughs> I know for a fact that Coach Moten, uh, our basketball coach, does not play with that. He will he will pull up in a second. He will check those guys. Okay, were they in class? Were they not in class? Okay, with I thought they were in class because I've seen that what too. What they grades Lord looking knows. like? Um, I saw one time one of the uh, athletes. It wasn't basketball, I don't think, but one of the athletes weren't in class, and coach just popped his head through the door and he was like, "Okay, where's such and such and such?" And it was like he didn't come today. He was he was visibly pissed. Slammed the door and uh went to go find him. And I think I walked by that afternoon. And uh, <laughs> he was going through some stuff on that football field because he was not in class. So I mean, this is another topic for another day, but we say over and over and over again, yeah, you can play sports, yeah, you can be great, but if you break something, you ain't got no degree or no education or nothing to look back on, you're done. It's over. It's, it's really, it's, it, it looks bad. Like, if you break something... And, um, oh, God, for example, one time, uh, God, where was he from? South Carolina, University of South Carolina, um, Gamecocks. He went to school with the Gamecocks, um, played football there, came to our school with somebody, one of his friends or something like that. And he was like, when he came there, um, he was just like, man, I feel at home here. Like, he had only been visiting for a couple of days. And he's going to this institution that he's already a part of playing football there. And he came there for, what, a weekend? And he was like, man, I just feel like I'm at home there. I think it was their bye week or they didn't have to play or something like that. But just came to kind of, you know, relax with one of his homeboys from school or whatever that went to Central. And he was just like, man, this is an amazing feeling. I feel at home here. I feel like this is one of the um, best places that I've been as far as, like, kind of, sitting in a class and getting the gist of what y'all go through on an everyday class level versus also playing athletics here. Because I think we had a pep rally that day. So the man came on a perfect weekend. <laughs> it was it was like a match made in heaven for him. So he just kind of went back like, dang, I low-key wish I would have had that experience. And this man is playing for a huge school. And I'm horrible at remembering names, but I was told that Someone went away to play pro, and I can't remember what school they attended, but it was a prestigious school here in North Carolina. Broke their ankle, tried to come back and go to school, and they're like, mm, we don't really want you now. You're not nothing to us, basically, yeah. because you didn't do nothing while you were in school here. You just existed. You played football. 
You're nothing to us now. Right, pretty much. That's a bad feeling. Dang, I, I mean, don't know who that is. But that's I can't tough. remember. I can't remember who it is. But well, we don't say names, anyways. We don't say names. <laughs> but, but it happens. Not in a negative light. We don't yeah, say names. Just, but just know it happens. That's crazy. These are real stories. <laughs> yeah, real stories. I'm a real boy. But oh, um, <laughs> but these like that's real. Like that's that's how it is. And I feel like honestly, um. I I would love to see more athletes. I mean, most of these top players in the country. Different topic for a different day. It is a different topic for a different day. About it and but I'm gonna, gonna get say, onto it. and I'm gonna say it real quick. I'm hit it and miss. I'm hit it and get out of it. But I just want to see more of these prominent high school athletes. Number one in the country. Number two in the country in the whole in the whole country for basketball. I would love to see more of them go to HBCUs just to see how the dynamic shifts because people want to say that oh these schools are better than this and that okay well you get a contract with ESPN because of your name but if that athlete goes over to say he goes over to Winston-Salem if he goes over to Winston-Salem or Shaw they do if say he goes over to Winston-Salem and plays basketball I guarantee you if all the top 20 athletes went to HBCUs, oh, the top 50, let's say the top 50 more athletes, light on the top 50 HBCU or top 50 athletes in the ESPN 100 to play basketball, I guarantee you if they went to HBCUs spread out across the country, I guarantee you ESPN would be looking more so at the HBCU schools all of a sudden shiny, than they shiny, are any shiny, other school. Shiny, yeah. So it, it's just, it's me. Personally, mainly because I want to see HBCU thrive, of course. Shining. But I definitely want to see more of these prominent black athletes. Number one in the country in all football. Number two in the country for basketball, whatever. I want to see them pick HBCUs. Mainly right now, because like they said, they're being babied or handed down. They don't feel like the competition is as tough. Well, back in the day, before... Segregation was. I said I was gonna hit Miss. You did. You, you, y'all, excuse me. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna get out of there. I'm gonna get out of there, but put it in reverse. And I'm just saying. Before that happened, the black leagues were making way much more, or so much more money than the NCAA was. And that's a little bit of how they got uh, integrated. But um, I'm. I didn't hit and miss at all. I failed. You failed. I failed really bad, but <laughs> but I mean, for real, like you said, that's the one thing I'm just passionate about. So, HBCUs versus PWIs. I don't feel like it's a war if you go to HBCU. Like you said earlier, I don't think um, I don't think any less of you as a African American if you go to a PWI because you felt like that was the best choice for you. No problem with that whatsoever. Now, if you go and say, I went to a PWI because HBCUs ain't nothing, we got a real problem. Don't come for us unless we send for you. We got a whole problem. Then we're going to have to read you. Exactly. We got the receipts. So, (laughs) if you feel like like a PWI is the best school for you, don't care what anybody else says. Go to that school because it is the best school for you. Now, if you feel like an HBCU is the best school for you, guess what? Same thing applies. Don't listen to what anybody else says and go to that school. Go to that university that you're choosing to go to. I just feel like that um, PWIs are great schools and HBCUs are great schools Getting an as education well. is great. Right. We want everybody to be great. Right. But so, just know. That we love our HBCUs. It's not, oh, HBC, or it's not, oh, PWIs are, or HBCUs are great, but PWIs are greater. I feel like it's PWIs are great, and HBCUs are great as well. They're on equal playing field. I don't think um, they're second fiddle to anybody. Because if you look at some of the alumni from HBCUs, you'll be amazed at what they did. If you look at some of the PW or PWI alumni, then you'll be amazed at what they did. So, to me, they're on equal playing field. In my opinion. The reality of it is, I mean, either way, you have to face the real world when you graduate. 
me personally, I've heard, also heard that it was harder for me to face the real world. Um, someone told me, I have the most stories, but I just remember these things. Someone told me that they felt like because I was in a black community or going to HBCU, because you're in a black community suggests that you're only going to have to deal with your kind when you graduate. I was so mad when I heard that comment because I got mad thinking about it again. But I mean, how can you suggest that that is the only that doesn't suggest that I'm the only we're the only population I have to deal with. It just means that they're going to teach me how to deal with that population when I leave and I am prepared to deal with them in a coherent and educated way. Like that comment burned me up because I mean, common sense tells you like that's not pacifying me just because I'm in my own environment. Like exactly, it's not. So, I mean, bottom point is love where you went to school, rep your school, support your school, whatever you do, go hard for it. Okay. Especially if you got your degree from there. Definitely. And if you went to an HBCU, give back. Give back. That is one of the biggest things. Don't hang up on them callers. Right. Well, you if you ain't got that money right then, just say, okay, can you call me back at a certain time? Right. At a certain month. Like, you know, when you get your paycheck running, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead and get that $5 up front. Get out of the way. Boom. You, you good for the month. You, you got set it up on a recurring cycle. Right. See, she know that because she working there. I know it. But... Five dollars a month, boom. You get your five dollars a month, so you get paid, boom. That's how the way. Guess what? You got a whole it's thirty just like days. Another bill. You got a like, whole thirty days. It's just another bill. Oh, uh, you can't say bill. No, People it is. Like okay, bills. well, it's like your Hulu subscription <laughs> and your Title subscription and whatever else. Like it automatically. I got Title and Hulu. It comes out once a month. That's Think true. of your HBCU giving back that way. It's once a month. That is. You so pay ten dollars for Title. That Why you can't so pay five dollars to your university or your alma mater? For Apple. Apple. You mm-hmm. pay eight ninety nine for Hulu. Mm-hmm. Eleven ninety nine for Netflix. Mm-hmm. I paid thirty five dollars for Direct TV. See, it goes was, on and on. I was so hurt when Netflix it went goes, up in their price. No, but no, you know no, what no, I we're did? not talking about that. I kept that subscription. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm just saying, I'm just saying that like what you fit in, like you'll make ties. it work. You'll make it work. So. Uh, Man, this was a really full topic. It was. I had a lot of fun talking about this. So, but we're passionate about our HBCUs. Definitely passionate about our HBCUs. I love them. Love the people that they've actually made us become and actually helped us grow and to become. And don't forget, we are going to embody all of this at at the the HBCU HBCU Encounter Conference. So, this is what I want y'all to just. I want you to feel the atmosphere. I want you to feel the love that we felt going to HBCUs. I want you to feel the love that's there. I want you to feel the kind of uh, opportunities that we have there. Like, I'm going to create opportunities for people that want opportunities. If you don't want them, guess what? They won't be there for you. But if you want them, you'll have the opportunity to get them. So that's, that's just the true feeling of HBCU. I feel like it's unmatched. So, therefore, I just want y'all to enjoy this podcast, for one, and just get ready for this conference because it's going to be fun. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of opportunities and everything like that. But other than that, um, subscribe to Face Value, Instagram, Twitter, um, what else? Facebook and all that good stuff. So, um, thank you for tuning in to another edition of Face the Buzz. And I'll see you when I see you. I know I can't really see you, but I'll see you soon. Peace. Peace out.